Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Oh, Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. How good is God to me? And uh, part of the mission and the reason that I have a radio show is to is to become a sharer, more and more of a sharer. You know, um, I used to hear my mother say it to me all the time, but God blesses you to become a blessing. And I think the more you understand that about yourself, I think the more blessings will flow your way. I think that once you understand the principle that, uh, you know, it, it, but it's kind of tied together with some other scriptures, and I'm not too knowledgeable about them, of course, as usual. But I do know what I've heard, you know. And, you know, if you look at something simple as do unto others as you would have them do unto you, uh, wouldn't you want somebody to help you if you needed help? I just know how to get it down there to where I've been able to understand it. If, if, if there's a scripture similar that it says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Or if that's, you know, in a prayer, would not you want somebody to help you if you needed help? You've heard you reap what you sow. Do you understand that if you sow discord, that discord is going to come your way? That if you hate, hate going to come your way. If you blog nothing but negative comments about people, your life will be filled with negativity. If all you do is talk about people, then guess what? Somebody got to turn that gun around and talk about you. See, it, it just stands to reason. So 
what I've learned in my life and through all the, the trials and tribulations that I've had is to take those lessons and share them with people in case you ain't heard it from somebody else. See, sometimes, and the reason it seems like I'm redundant at times, is which I am, is because I'm always trying to find a different way to say the same thing. Because it's a funny thing, man. You got to hear it a certain way for it to click with you. How many times have I heard a saying and then I heard it a different way that it clicked with me? You know, I've heard uh, this saying right here. Remember this now. Everybody's not happy for you. We've all heard that, right? Everybody's not happy for you. Well, that's very simple. That, that don't need no explanation. That simply means of all the people you know or do not know, when something happens to you and you're celebrating it, everybody not going to join in on the celebration. That's all that is. But then you take it one step further. My father used to say something to me all the time. He said, son, everybody come with you, can't go with you. I didn't get that when I was 15. Everybody come with you, can't go with you. He said, you're going to lose some of these friends you got along the way. But I don't care where you get in life. Know this right here. Everybody can't go with you. If you are constantly trying to improve yourself, you constantly have to take assessment of the people around you. Because if you are going to continue to go and continue to grow, then guess what? You got to have people that's on the go and willing to grow. Or else, guess what? You're going to learn a valuable lesson. You know, the late uh, boxing promoter, Butch Lewis. I was talking with Butch Lewis one time. And uh, man, what a good brother, man. He said, every successful man is doing what I call, he got rope work to do. He got rope work to do. He got to put in work on rope. And I'm sitting there listening to Butch Lewis and all the money he had made and all the people's lives he had changed and all of the moves he was making and his and incredible skills as a negotiator on behalf of some very, very wealthy people. He was just an, an amazing man with no education, but he read everything. He Butch Lewis read all the, all the papers, all the periodicals. That brother knew everything. He said, uh, you got to put in rope. And I was sitting there listening. He said, here's the analogy, little brother. He said, you are on rope. There's a thick rope you have on no shirt. You have on some tattered clothes. You have on no shoes. Your shorts is cut off just below the knee and they tatted. You got dirt on you and you're sweating. There's this huge, huge raw rope over your shoulder. There's burn marks on all of your shoulder. Connected to that rope is a wagon. That wagon has all your weight on it, all your responsibilities, all the people you're responsible for, all your children, your wife, your family members, your employees, your, your co-workers, your friends. They all on that wagon, man. They just sitting there. He's saying what you got to do is you got to pull that wagon up the hill. Now, only thing with it is can't nobody help you pull your wagon. You pull your wagon alone. He said, now, what you can do along the way of pulling your wagon is you can find yourself a good wife, a good woman. 
He's saying that what that woman does is she get down off the wagon. She fan you while you pull it. She put water on you while you pull it. She put stuff in your mouth while you pull it. She kick rocks out the way while you pull it. But she, but she pulling for you. But she is equally as important as you are on the pull of the rope. He said, you hear me clearly now, young soldier. He said, nah, get this here. He said, it's people on your wagon that you're responsible for. But you want the people on your wagon to help you get your wagon to the top. So what you hope is that they got their foot hanging over the side, pushing. They got one leg over the back or maybe both legs over the back pushing. They got they might have their butt on the wagon, but they push it with both legs. They back facing your back. Maybe some of them facing you, but one of them got left leg hanging over trying to push. And you hope that all them people on the wagon you pulling is back there at least trying to help the wagon get to the top of the hill. Here go your problem though. Everybody ain't pushing. Everybody ain't pulling. Ain't, everybody ain't pulling. Everybody ain't kicking rocks out the way. You got some people on your wagon that's just laying on the wagon, drinking lemonade, looking at you, talking about how long it's taking you to get your wagon up to the top, looking at you, talking about why this wagon's so slow. Then when you start picking up, picking up speed, they want you to pull harder, you to pull faster, you to pull more. Then they want you to throw what you done earned on the way up the hill back to on the wagon so they can have more. But guess what? They ain't helping you get more. But they got a sense of entitlement that since you got more, they should have more. Everybody come with you, can't go with you. Sometimes you got to kick the people off the wagon that ain't pushing and pulling and say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I thought I could do this with you and I thought you was going with me but it's clear to me you ain't nothing but dead weight and it ain't my responsibility to carry dead weight anymore I have carried you as long as I have to carry you you are no longer my responsibility I'm responsible for my family my wife my children I'm not responsible for you you got to get off my wagon because I'm a man on rope I'm on a mission baby I'm pulling you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show Ladies and gentlemen, it's about to go down. What you talking about, Steve? What I'm talking about every morning. The start of something grand. The start of something new. The start of something spectacular. You know what I'm talking about, because it's about to happen to you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is on and cracking. Here we are, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Give it to me. Damn it, give it to me. <laughs> All of it. Crazy. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. Huh? <laughs> too kind. Boy, this is what I'm talking about. I can't stop them. I'm too much. They want me. <laughs> what? Shut up! <laughs> he said, "Shut up, boy." <laughs> they all That's own it. you. They own they, you. <laughs> back then, they ain't want me. Uh-huh. But now, though, <laughs> That's the only thing. The only thing I miss about stand up is walking out oh uh-huh. and walking off. Wow, what does that feel like? I mean, oh, it's how like, does it make you feel? It's like it's the most incredible thing. Because as a stand-up, what can never replace stand-up, it is simply 
the purest form of adulation that you can get from a crowd because it's only a based on your ability to provide enjoyment for them. You're not you're not pulling at their heartstrings. You're not you're not taking them back down memory lane with their favorite song. You're not doing sing-alongs. Ain't no such thing as a joke along. Come on, come on, do this one with me, y'all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two, three people walk in the bar. Come on, you know it. Hey, everybody, come on. <laughs> Black man, white man, Chinese man. Come on, y'all. Y'all know this is a joke along. It's none of that. It is the purest form of adulation that you can get from a crowd. And when you kill it, and I mean a 90-minute set, just you, and you stand there for 90 minutes, and you deliver gut-wrenching laughter, and you walk off, oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my God. It is unbelievable. What a feeling, huh? Unbelievable, man. And when you do it well, and then to top all of that off, God has given you the incredible gift that you can earn a living at it. Mm, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wow. I miss that too. Wow. Jesus. Just a clap. The applause. The applause, man. So let me just say quickly good morning to everybody on the show. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Morning. you right now. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> One more time. Give it to me. <laughs> ah! Let's clap it out. Let's just clap it all the way out. Today, let me set up the show for you. Keep on, Dave. Don't stop. We got the CLO coming up. We got uh, Women Crush Wednesday. We got the, the, the old, we don't know. We be back with it. Just show. Give it to me, Dave. Yeah! You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we go. Our girl, Sister Odell, is in the building. Lord, have mercy. Mm. You know that organ, when it comes in, it just does something to me? You know that's a Hammond, don't you? Oh, is it? That's a Hammond. Girl, ain't nothing like a whip over a Hammond organ. (laughs) Foot pedals and all. Lord, have mercy. Mm. My Lord. Junie Horton used to be the baddest organ player I ever seen. Junie Horton. Really? Mm-hmm. Cleveland Judge that? Christ. Mm-hmm. James Harden uh, Jr. <laughs> he passed a son, played the organ at the church. What? Oh, didn't know that. Good morning, everyone. Well, good morning, good morning. Mr. Odell. Yeah, on one. Well, what we doing today? What y'all talking about? Any questions? <laughs> Well, um, I, I mean, I could say this. You know, you're a sister, a mother in the church and everything. You heard about Tiger Woods. Um, I'm sure you've been praying for Tiger Woods. Surely you don't. Okay. Well, and now. Heard, so you know you know. break this to her gently. What, 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 what? Well, he, he's still break alive. He's, re- he's recovering. He had an, a car accident, Sister Odell. I thought you knew Who? this. I apologize. Tiger Woods, the greatest golfer See, of I all time. I don't think she knew. I don't think she Tiger knew. had a car accident. Yes, ma'am. She and didn't know. He, she didn't. Uh, Hi, what, on the golf cart? No, ma'am, in the car on the on the uh, one of California's freeways. On yes, a freeway? Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. He was driving? Yes, yes he was. Ma'am. The only person in the car but was him. Mm-hmm. Only one in there? Yes, ma'am. His car flipped yes, over. Uh-huh. Flip? Yes. Surely. Okay. 
Well, she she didn't know. I thought everyone knew. How you don't know what this information? How do you don't know? Everyone knew this. Wait a minute, I just hold on, to hold know on. She's praying for him. The voice that came out of stupidity. Where, where is you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't come out of stupidity. I'm just asking you. Everybody knows this information except for you. Why do you not know that this took place? Cause I don't play no damn golf. <laughs> you don't have to play golf Any to more know questions? what happened. You don't have to play golf to know what happened to Tiger. Everybody knows. You ain't tall and you can't dunk. <laughs> that ain't. You that see the tie in? That that that. That has nothing to do with anything. You see the people on TV dunking? Yeah. But, can you but, dunk? No, I can't you dunk. You know why? Because you're not a dunker. <laughs> now, well, I don't know about do golf. With... That's why I didn't know about Tiger. What the problem is? Uh, well, uh, okay, but you didn't There's have a to lot humiliate. of things I don't know, but there's a whole lot you don't know, sweetie. But you, you, didn't, you didn't have to humiliate me. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> Humiliate you. That's if you'd have stayed in your place, I was talking with Shirley now. Yeah, Sister Odile, I just wanted to, I thought you knew. I apologize for that. I just wondered if you prayed for Well, I didn't know the man Tiger. had an accident. Why yeah. would I know? I will pray for him. That's but where is he at now? He's still in the hospital. He's recovering, though. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's doing yeah. well. He's he doing well? Mm-hmm. Well, he's recovering. Yeah, he's recovering. He had some serious leg injuries. Oh, Tiger, he'll come back from all that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was with his father, Earl, you know, we used to talk about him all the time. Wait, whoa, excuse wait, me? Oh, you what? know Earl now? You know, you know Earl? Do what? I know, I know Earl's daddy, Gerald. Gerald? I know Gerald Woods. <laughs> so, Gerald. So wait, wait, wait. Gerald so used to bring Earl by sometimes. So t- Tiger's great-grandfather is Earl? I mean, is Gerald? Tiger's grandfather. It's Gerald. What is you talking about, great grand? See, there you go. Now, who don't know that Tiger's father's father would be his grandfather? Who don't know that? Okay. Just like I didn't know Tiger was in the hospital. And you know, and you who know didn't him. know that information right there? But you know I just him. said I did. Well, we know who didn't know him for sure, don't we? <laughs> uh, you best right. believe I know him. We know you ain't know him. You ain't even know who he was. I know his name, uh, Gerald. Wait, you, any other record? Anybody ever talked about him? No, because you don't know him. <laughs> well, okay. okay. Right. Go, go ahead, Shirley. Just yeah. Shirley, go ahead. Okay. Well, Shirley was up. trying to go ahead. <laughs> Shirley, get them I, off. I was going to ask you about uh, Dr. Seuss. You're familiar with Dr. Seuss, the author of children's books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, some of his books had to come off the shelves so they wouldn't be sold because they were kind of racially offensive. Um you know, they depicted uh, African-Americans and Asians in unfavorable lights. So oh, I'd um, never seen that. I didn't know that. I'm sorry to hear that. I just know that I didn't read the book because it had green eggs and ham. And, you know, black people don't fool with eggs once they turn. <laughs> once they turn. What? what? Yeah, we won't be eating any green eggs. You ever you seen scrambled that. eggs in a chafing dish too long? <laughs> yes, ma'am, I have. They turn green. That's when we get out the line. You got to go back. You need to, you need to refresh the eggs. <clears throat> green, egg, green eggs and ham is a white folk dish. I can tell you that right now. You're keeping it 100 today, sister. I'm just being real with you. You can take all of it off the shelf if you want to. 
Well, did you well, see Well, why is they just now discovering this? Ain't Dr. Seuss been out for how many years now? Oh, long since we all were kids and before, I suppose. Yeah, um, you know, But, yeah, um, you know, some people look deeply into it, I guess. And um, that's what they found. Uh, there's, there's, a, wow. there's a book in there called uh, If I Ran the Zoo. If I Ran a Zoo, it has images of African-American men wearing what appear to be grass skirts and, you know, with their hair tied above their head, no shirts on and no shoes. So they were like, "That's this is offensive. Let's not sell this. Take this mm-hmm. off. Get them on mm-hmm. off the shelf. Ain't no need to teach and kids that nonsense. That's right. Yes, you ma'am. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Last time I had on a grass skirt, it was for a man I had met in Hawaii. We was at a luau, and uh-huh. we had just finished off a pig, and I put that skirt on and turned him out. Oh, what's With the- an apple in his mouth? We ate a whole pig, just me and him. It was a little baby pig. We just sat there and just got the tanned meat off. And next thing you know, we was finished. I said, well, we're full. I got this grass skirt on. Might as well see what's going on. And we did a little private luau. And, woo, Lord Jesus. He broke out them five sticks, and all hell broke loose. Thank you, Sister Odell. We got to go. Run that prank back. Is up next right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in trending news, six Dr. Seuss books will no longer be published due to offensive imagery. Uh, Plus in entertainment news, Dolly Parton gets a dose of her own medicine, literally. And in national news, it has been two weeks, two weeks since the winter storm. And some residents in Jackson, Mississippi are still without water. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? Law and order, Shirley. Okay, law okay. and order. Let's go, cat dog. Law and order. Good morning, Bishop. Law and Associates Office. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm trying to speak to the lawyer, Mr. Benjamin. Is he here? He's not in, sir, but I can help you. Um, I can get all your information. Um, and also get your actual complaint at hand, and then I can get you scheduled. Okay, what's your name? My name is Joel. What's your name? Jo- Joel. My name is Dwight. Dwight Turner. I'm Dwight trying Turner. To, uh, I'm okay. trying to file file a uh, a lawsuit on somebody. I ain't never done this before, but I'm trying to file a lawsuit on somebody, and I don't know. Well, you know, everybody tell me Benjamin's a good attorney or whatever. So I wanted to yes, call sir. and talk to him and see how I'm supposed to go about this right here. Okay. Well, can I get all your information, and then I can get you scheduled? He's not in the office right now. Okay. But okay. I so is he, is he coming back today, though? Am I going to be able to talk to him today? I'm not sure. He He's in court all day, and I'm pretty much his so, everything. So so when am I going to get to talk to him then? He's pretty good on getting back to you. He will get back to you probably, probably tomorrow. But okay. it's actually better to schedule as the only way you can meet with him, and you will actually meet with him face-to-face. The consultation is free. You can sit down with him and have that one-on-one and explain everything that's going on. So what you what you need what you need from me? Cause I want to come see him tomorrow if I can get on his schedule tomorrow. I need your full name, your date of birth, and your address. My name my name is Dwight. Okay, my my date of birth. Okay. Hold on, let me ask you. Let's skip all that. Can you just take down what's going on with the whole situation that's at hand? Can we get? Well, I give you all that all that other stuff later. I want you to write down what's going on first, cause that's what's bothering me. I need to get this off my chest. And what is the actual complaint? What is what's going on? I want to file a lawsuit on my girlfriend's husband. Excuse me? I want to file a lawsuit on my girlfriend's husband. Are they still together? Are they still married? Yeah. I'm trying to understand. 
They still, yeah, 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 yeah. No, nah, they still married. They together and everything. You know, that don't bother me right there. But I want to file a lawsuit on him, though. So you're her boyfriend. She's still married. They live yeah. together. They're still, they're not legally separated. Nothing yeah, like no, that. No, they live together. They got kids. And, all that. You know, I, I ain't tripping on that part right there. But I'm. So you're her see, boyfriend. Yeah. Okay, and you want to sue her husband for what? For messing up our relationship. For getting in the middle of what me and her got going on. Sorry, you know? I'm sorry. That's not a crime. That's not grounds for a lawsuit. Hello. I, 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 he, he, he messed up everything we got going on. You know, now he's taking the phone from her. He, he, he taking my name out of it. You know, he, he, okay. and when I send a text message, he answering the text message. Sorry, back, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry that you, I'm sorry that's all going on, but that's not suitable for our type of law. We don't handle any cases like that. Infidelity, which it sounds like what's going on, that's not grounds for a lawsuit. We don't address that type of thing. Okay, so what you talking about? Infidelity. Look, I, I don't know where you're, you're sleeping with a married. Who's... You're sleeping with a married woman, and you have a relationship with her, and you want to sue her current legal I husband. Sue her husband. Yes, I want to sue messing him. up your relationship. Actually, you're the actual outsider. You're the actual person that's in the wrong. If you want to make okay, a hold complaint. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's your name again? I told you, it's Joelle, sir. Hey, hey, Joelle, ain't nobody ask you for your phone opinion. Really? I, I, I call, I call the there's no, There's visit. no need for cursing. Hello? Hello? There's no need for cursing. I cannot help you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I, I, I don't I even know how to refer you to I the lawyer. I ain't for your help no way. I call I, speak yo, to Benjamin Lewis. Yo, sir, I don't even know how to get you to the lawyer. There's no lawyer that's not going to do this. Please, don't call me with this. I want I you want try, to speak you, to you, a, you trying to take me out of my pocket, man. You curse me. I ain't trying to take you out. You call me by somebody's husband? Are you serious? First your job is to take the notes down. No, my job is to have some common sense. My job, you a an old ass man, a married a married woman. You need to have common sense. Who do you think you're talking to? I know, Joelle. That's who you're talking to. Do not curse me. Do not curse me. I cannot take this call, sir. Sir, I don't want to hang up on you, and I don't want to misrepresent this law office. Let me tell okay? you Okay? Tell you what. No, let me tell you something. Have some morals and know what lawsuits are. Don't call me with this dumb shit, sir. For real. Let me tell you. Like, you, know, you know what? Let me I don't tell you know what. You don't I don't need to know You're going to make me come down there. You're lucky in this office. You're lucky in nobody in this office. Got me cursed off and languages and shit. I don't even know you. Okay, let me tell you something. Sir, I'm about to hang... I'm about to hang up. You're going to make me come to that law office and whoop some ass. To whoop who ass? I got seven brothers. They will f you up. All f***ing seven. One through seven. Whoop that ass. Okay, let me, let me, let me go. Okay, what? Yo, me, sir, I'm, go take care of your kids. Go find some a woman who, who's under that. You ain't got to bring my kids in this. Yo. I'm trying to save you need, my you need, you need counseling. Sir, I'm trying to save my relationship. That's pastor. what I'm trying to do. You got me cursing and mentioning the pastor all at once. Please do not call here ever no, again. No, I, I, I ain't, ain't going to stop till I talk to Benjamin. I wish, so I wish you, Mr. Benjamin was in here because he will let you know. He do not take cases like that okay, at all. So let me Listen, ask you, can I ask you a yo, question? Sir, you question? cannot sue for infidelity. You cannot sue. Okay. You can't. You can't let, me you, let me ask you. How long has your ass been working now? Excuse how long me? Your, I how long you your been at me? How long you been cheating with the woman? Know your man with your old ass. That ain't your, that ain't your business. Now, I've been working here for 10 years. Keep a job longer than your black ass.
Okay, okay. I know what this damn law office sir, is. Okay. Sir, you, 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 you're wasting you, your time. You, you are completely, you're, you're wasting your time and you're wasting my time. You know what? This, this what I already know about you, Joy. I already know about you. How you know me? You don't know shit about me. I know you. You don't know I a know damn thing to, about me. I know, me I know you about your raggedy ass. You ain't people with f***ing women who got f***ing husbands. I know you go to boot camp every morning. You want to man. He should whoop your f***ing I go where? Excuse me? You go to boot camp every morning, don't you? Excuse me? Don't you go boot to don't you work out? Don't you work out with a boot camp group every morning? Who the f*** is this? Uh, do, don't get don't, silence now. Who is this? How okay. you know I'm going to a boot camp? Do you know Veta? Excuse me? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning oh Show. Your girlfriend oh. Veta got me to prank <laughs> on call you. You about to get me fired. You about to get me fired. You about to get me fired. This old man up. Oh, no, man. You, oh. yo. Heck you no. <laughs> no, I'm not good. You lucky I love you, yo. Hi, nephew Tommy. Oh, hi. Oh. How you doing? Yo, my lawyer would have looked at You got to give it to me, baby. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest radio show in the land? Tommy Nephew, Nephew Tommy, Steve Harvey <laughs> in the morning show. I love y'all for the last 40 years of my life. I love y'all. <laughs> Yo, I can't believe this. Am I a genius? I mean, I mean, you know, you know, y'all never tell me I'm a genius, but am I really no, a there's genius? There's a reason for that. Yeah. Mm, All right, cool. coming up at the uh, top of the hour, uh, while we have this debate, you know, entertainment see, and national news right after. You don't this. know. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, six Dr. Seuss books will no longer be published due to racist imagery. Uh, the books are, and to think that I saw it on Murberry Street, if I ran the zoo. Uh, McElligot's Pool. No! On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled <laughs> Eggs, nah. Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. Uh, according to Dr. Seuss Enterprises, these books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Two images in, the, in particular are from the book. And to think that I saw it on Murbury Street, in which the images are offensive uh, uh, to Asian Americans. Uh, the other... Imagery is from the book If I Ran a Zoo with the images of two African-American men wear what appears to be grass skirts and um, no shirts, no shoes, and their hair tied up on their head. Uh, Dr. Seuss Enterprises said they listened to feedback from teachers, academic specialists, and educators and pulled the books from being sold. Dr. Seuss's stepdaughter, however, Lee Gray Diamond, doesn't believe her pop's works need to be censored. So there you go. Well, they... To, there you go. What, you know, the, the the amazing part, she don't feel like it needs to be censored. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it ain't got nothing to do with you. Right, it's not offensive mm. to you. Yeah, you know, you don't have to explain this to your children. Right. You know, it's right. it's a new day books, now. Yeah, these books been out forever. Know. You know, yeah. just like the Me Too movement came along, and it started really shining a light on a dark part of what's been going on to a lot of people. Well, Black Lives Matter has too. And whether yes. you want to acknowledge it or not, it's very part of this thing. And we've got to start changing the way people think and view everything at mm -hmm. the least lowest level all the way up to the top. Now, That's we got crazy. some work to do with that law because mm -hmm. them Republican uh, senators, they, 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 they not understand it. The, the people are more understanding than the, than the leadership is because yes, they got to play this bipartisan 
positioning bull crap that they do. But no, man, we just got to attack it at every level. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think they do understand it, it's not that hard. It's just they don't want to. It's like they refuse to. They like things the way they are. They don't want to change it. Yeah. To a lot of people, that's true. Sure. What's the big deal? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. They have no idea. But you know, I was watching Molly Quinn on First Take the other day. Mm-hmm. She was talking to Max Kellerman uh-huh. and and uh, Perkins and Stephen A. Smith were the other two guys on the show. And she told Max, she said, Max, I don't think that you and I can understand what Perkins or Stephen A. is talking about because we're not black. And no matter how much we want to, we can't possibly know how black people feel about these things because we're not black. It takes a person like that to make that statement to be able to move the needle. It's no needing you pretending like you can. Now, you can empathize and you can feel for us Mm -hmm. and you can understand this and reverse it and imagine if you were in our shoes and make you want to do something about it. And that is more than appreciated. Right. But at the end of the day. It's your privilege to make a difference. That's what you do. But at the end of the day, you got to walk in this skin Mm 24-7 with Mm -hmm. no days off no opportunity to lay it down to mm-hmm. understand what it is and black lives matter it, it just happened black lives matter came along and it helped a lot of non-african americans allowed to participate in this change and it's just top because these old ass people up top ain't hear it ain't trying to hear it and the poison they've spared to their children they not trying to hear it because you listen to these young groups out here man they just as hateful as they stank ass yes. parents Yes. <laughs> and I meant yeah. what I said. They just as hateful as they stank ass parents. <laughs> All right, in other entertainment news, 75 year old Dolly Parton got her first dose of the Moderna vaccine yesterday at the Vanderbilt Medical Center. As she posted, Dolly gets a dose of her own medicine. Now, if you recall, Dolly Parton donated $1 million last year to coronavirus research, which was used to fund Moderna's vaccine. Why did Dolly wait so long to get the vaccine, even though she had donated the money and everything? Thing, you would think she would be in the front of the line but no dolly said she wanted to wait her turn and not just jump in line because she donated the money okay hear that dolly. r kelly he's in prison so yeah. <laughs> no, he's he can get the vaccine he that. got he got he got other stuff he can't keep off him right now <laughs> <laughs> and finally in national news many residents of jackson mississippi uh have been without water since the uh, winter storm hit the state about two weeks ago. And this is the same storm which affected Texas and Louisiana. Now some residents in Jackson are suffering and have no water. Public Water Works officials said their system basically crashed and residents are very angry at the state's government for not fixing the water infrastructure in Jackson in the past. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves has deployed the Mississippi National Guard to help fix the problem problem and uh you know this is a mess this this is a real mess right here um because it could have been avoided it looks like if they had fixed the water infrastructure in the past like the uh, residents say what what is with these leaders that wait and react to things when they Mm -hmm. 
break and shut down in these states instead of doing things to prevent it from That's happening. politics. And politics. having the state and citizens and people suffer yeah. without water yeah. and, mm-hmm. and power yeah. and electricity. I, you all need to remember all of this when you're going to the polls. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you know something That's called, they're aware of everything because they're briefed on everything. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. politicians. But if it, if it ain't broke, they don't try to fix it. And then when something yeah. happens, then they come up with a story to cover it. Mm-hmm. Right, because it didn't affect them. Yeah. yeah. All right, coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, we'll tell you which city is the first in the U.S. to fund reparations for blacks. What? <laughs> right after this. Please say Atlanta. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, during last night's documentary, Soul of a Nation, on ABC, it was revealed that the city of Evanston, Illinois, Evanston, Illinois, which is right outside Chicago, uh, that will be the first city that is using tax revenue, $10 million, in reparations for black people. Moving now, this today. is according to... What would you say, Junior? Mo- moving today. <laughs> Evanston? <laughs> Going today. According to ABC News, the first phase is twenty. payments for eligible residents for home ownership assistance programs from the city's recreational marijuana sales and private donations. Recreational marijuana sales, okay, and private donations. 25 G's. Hey! Well, I got a partner that's living right up there in Evansville, and I know him for a fact, and he is a weed smoker, and I know for a fact if they give him $25,000, he not even broke even yet. <laughs> well, what do you they think not... about the reparations, though? I mean, listen, I, I I'm going to say on this. The table. Yeah, yeah, that is even on the table. Uh, for those that are fighting for reparations, I support it. Mm-hmm. I have zero faith that this country will pass any bill for any form of reparation at all. I have no faith in this country for that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Are you kidding yeah. me? The 72 million people that voted for Donald Trump. Are you kidding me? The Republican Party. I have no faith mm-hmm. that this government or any logical movement is going to support giving anything to black people. I will not be waiting on this. I wish it were to happen. I support anybody that has a great reparations package or, or, or proposal that makes sense but mm-hmm. getting it past this United States we live in? <laughs> what? That, that's interesting happen. because some people would say, why is Steve being so negative? But you're not. You're not being a pessimist. You're, it sounds to me like you're being a realist at this oh, point. Oh, I'm you not being negative. Yeah. No, no, I live I don't, I don't in the United that. States. Mm-hmm. They Listen to me. This government mm-hmm. won't even give regular people $15, $15. minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think they going to write a damn check to just some black people? <laughs> this America that we live in? Right. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you, this is, you watch the tapes. Who you almost cussed. I know yeah, you did you just, right then. Yeah, yeah. And in Evanston, they've, they've moved past. They, the voting has happened for this to happen locally. It's going in the right direction. But federally, I, I, yeah. I hear what you're yeah, saying, Steve, yeah. nationally. That's where not, it is, yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. And Lord only knows what you would have to do to qualify for the $25,000. No, you have to be a resident. <laughs> All right, for yeah. a certain time period. All right, uh, coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, a quick round of Ask the CLO right after this. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, time for a quick round of Ask the CLO with the Chief Love Officer, you, Mr. Harvey. This one is from Special K in D.C. I'm 37 with four beautiful daughters. I'm seeing a lady that has four children. She's a great mom, and she loves my daughters like they're her own daughters. The problem is that she wants another baby. She will be 38 in two months. I'm not sure why she wants a baby now, but I don't want or need another kid. I could lie and say that I have a medical condition and can't have children now, or I could break up with her. What's a brother to do? I think Mm. y'all can Mm. talk Mm. this one out. Eight kids. You ever seen the TV show Eight is Enough? I think we're there. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think we're Mm -hmm. there. I I think she might be able to be talked out of this one. Four and four is eight. Yeah, that's a lot. I got seven. <laughs> you know. I'm telling you that's too damn yeah. many. Yeah. I'm telling you that's too damn yeah. many. Eddie Murphy has ten. Mm-mm. All right, here we go. Gene uh, and Charlotte, I've married a woman and her son has finished college. Oh, let me start that over. Jean and Charlotte says, I'm a married woman and our son has finished college and moved back in with us. He's an introvert and is home all day, every day, unless he's at work. He's cramping our style and making life miserable. My husband and I had basically become (laughs) two old nudists walking around the house. Now I have to wear clothes around the house. Even our sex life is weird because I'm normally very loud, but I'm more of a whimperer now. Our son is 23 and we love him, but how can we encourage him to move out for good? The encouragement is get out. <laughs> uh-uh. Just like that? <laughs> no, they all mine gone. <laughs> Went to 23, he can't stay here. Oh. You can't stay here because you, you know, and, and but my, none of my kids introverts. They out. The reason they can't stay here is because they stay out. And mm-hmm. all this coming in late and all this here, I need a key. No, hell no. Don't coming over with friends and stuff. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, mm-hmm. no, no, hell no. You got to go. He got to go. He's 23. He working. Get an apartment. Yeah. You got 90 days. Save your money. Matter of fact, here, yeah. here go the first month's rent and last month. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let him take his introverted, quiet ass somewhere in his own apartment. <laughs> so they can walk around the house Man, naked please. and free. <laughs> please. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Shelly in the Bronx says, I'm a 29-year-old female, and I ran into my college algebra professor at a cigar bar last weekend. He cut right to the chase and started flirting with me. I told him that I've always had a crush on him. A few hours later, we went into the bathroom and locked the door. He tried to pick me up, and I fell and landed on his ankle. I had to get some men to help him get to his car, to help get him to his car, and he was very embarrassed. He's not returning my calls, and I was just trying to make sure he's all right. Should I let it go? <laughs> well, now, we got a problem here. Yeah. He tried to pick you up. You <laughs> fell on his angle. See? Knew it. I knew now, it. Now, <laughs> see, two things happen. What, Steve? I'm going to go with this one here. Uh-huh. Professor old ass... Yeah. Probably should have never tried to pick you up. Okay, yeah. That's a good way to go. Because he ain't had his strength for it. <laughs> now, he See? done picked you up. He done had a strength for what he saw. <laughs> you know, he bit off more than he could <laughs> he chew. Could chew. <laughs> he grabbed you. He you thick, you nice girl. Pick y'all went in the bathroom, locked the door. He picked you up. 
dropped you, you fell on his ankle. So that means you had to fall straight down. What no, uh, 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 y'all tilted, you hit the toilet, no, no. When you fall on his ankle, that means you fell straight down. This is a total collapse of strength. Wow. Now he embarrassed because he weak. That's probably why he's not calling you back. And you're too much woman for him. So she should let it go. She's asking, should she let it go? Yeah, he probably ain't going to. Yeah, he ain't gonna trust. Yeah, yeah, he ain't gonna be. He can't even pick you up. <laughs> Where this relationship? How he going? didn't know how to do it? He an algebra professor. <laughs> he didn't yeah. know. Well, he do the math he, on this. Yeah, he do numbers. <laughs> he didn't calculate that right. <laughs> right. He ain't a right. physics. Uh-huh. <laughs> he gonna do All physics. Right. Coming up next, the nephew with today's prank phone call. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, I have become friendly with his wife. After, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, I have become friendly with his wife. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. We'll get into that in a little bit, but right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Your wife is fine as hell. Let's go, cat dog. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Daryl. Yeah, this is Daryl. Who is this? Hey, Daryl, how you doing? My name is Alonzo, man. I um, work for a uh, liquor distributing company. I, I do uh, dist- uh, liquor distribution. How you doing today? Um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, man. What, what can I do for you? Hey, we're, we're, we're putting together a big, big event, man, with uh, vodka. And oh. they're, throwing a, they're throwing a huge pool party. And like I say, I've been, I'm in the liquor business, man. I've been doing it for, for quite some years now. And you know, we're always trying to do different type of uh, publicity and really get the hype up. And what we're trying to do, man, is is really get people to come out to this fashion party because it's the first quarter of 2020. We want it to be a one to remember. And uh, oh, I know. So you trying to invite me out there? No, 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 no. You're. I, I I go to the bank. I go to the bank where your where your wife works at, Kendra. Oh, and okay, what we're trying to do is have. I mean, we want our flyer and slash poster to be something really, really memorable, something that's going to really draw people in. And you okay. know, have this this thing is going to be all over social media, the whole nine yards. So we're trying to see. I, you know, I, a buddy of mine told me that he kind of knew of you or had a had a, a number on you, and I was like, cool. Let me reach out to him. He, he told me you were Kendra's husband. So I want. Yeah, to I am a husband. So I don't understand what my wife's got to do with this whole thing. Okay, what I'm trying to do is see if you're cool. With Kendra being on our flyer, man. I mean, because your wife is fine as so we want to put her on the flyer. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, uh, and, uh, what you mean, my wife is fine as What the? What you mean? By, what, 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 you gonna call me up and talk about my wife, man? The f- is wrong with you, but, 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 brother, brother, brother? It's, it's, it's a respect thing, dog. I'm giving you, I'm giving you props. It's props, man. I'm okay, giving you props. Spit out what you need, man, because you don't sound right. Dude, we're trying to get your wife. We want to get her through a photo shoot. In a bikini, so we can put it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hell no! You ain't using my wife in no bikini to put on no flyer. You out your damn mind? That's my wife, man. Respect me. What's wrong with you? Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Why are you tripping like this, bro? Why are you tripping like this? My wife. My wife ain't gonna be in no damn no flyer for no party, man. What the you think this is? What the wrong with you? Okay, bro, bro. You know what, man? I tried to call you and get you to respect. I mean, I, I, it don't I, sound like it. I, 
Well, well, okay, look, I, I didn't call for no argument. I just I just talked to Kendra when I go to the bank tomorrow and see if she want to do it. Oh, you're going to go to my wife's job at the bank? That's what you're going to do? Okay. I'm just, go ahead I'm, and go I'm down just, there, because I'll be there, too, and I'm going to make a deposit with my foot in your ass. Go ahead. Okay, okay, hold on, man. We're we paying we paying $5,000 for the photo session. Okay? I don't care what the f*** you paying. No amount of money is going to let me put my wife, the mother of my children, on no poster in no bikini. I don't care how much you paying. Kiss my ass before I let you do that. Okay, okay, bro. Okay. So... Listen, Darren, I ain't gonna really go back and forth with you, man. I was calling you trying to be a man. I feel the I'm same way. Okay, well, I, I'm trying to be man to man with you and just, you know, throw the opportunity at you. I, I'm, I'm, now you're throwing it back at me with, with disrespect. I mean, opportunity on, for my wife to be a son? Nah, son. No, I don't want none of that. Okay, man. No, your wife fine as hell. People are. Bro, you need to quit telling me how fine my wife is. Okay. Who the f gave you my phone number in the first place? I do, okay? do. I got, uh, hey, man, that, uh, evidently, that's all null and void at this point, all right? That don't oh. even matter at this point. The, boy, the, hey, okay. the, issue on the, the issue on the table is I want to take some pictures of Ken. Let me know when you plan on going to my wife's job at the bank. Let me know when you're going to bring your black ass down there so I can be there, okay? Nobody calls another brother up talk about how fine his wife is, okay? I told you no. Now, you should have just stopped right there, but you're going to keep on talking about my wife. Okay, so let me say this, dog. Tommy is the one that said your wife was fine as hell. That's the one brought all this to our attention at the meeting. Tommy is the one that said your wife was fine as hell, dog. Tommy? Who the f*** is Tommy? Tommy said your wife is fine as hell. That's what... That's well, Tommy what can get his ass too. Who is Tommy? You Don't you take your wife to work in the morning? Let me know when you're going to bring your black ass down there. Okay, and? now what y'all be what y'all be listening to on the way to work? What radio station y'all be listening to? We be listening to... Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Damn! This nephew Tommy, baby. See Harvey Morton. Your wife. Tommy! You ain't about to get your ass pulled. Hey, man. Your wife Kendra got me to prank you, bruh. Uh, Wait till I see. <laughs> my wife ain't no good, man. See this? Got my blood pressure up. <laughs> oh man, she told me. She said we listen to y'all every morning on the way to work. He drops me off and he goes to work. She said, Tommy, you've got to get it. I said, well, you got to let me know what what do he love the most? She say me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know about that right now after this call. Yeah, we love you, man. Oh, man. We love you back, baby. Keep listening to Steve Harvey morning. So tell me this, bro. What is the baddest radio show in the land, man? What is it, Daryl? It's Steve Harvey with Nephew Tommy. Oh, you was about to get it. For real. He was not playing. Trying to put the man's wife on a flyer. Uh, in a bikini, though. That's too much. So inappropriate. I love dudes' reactions, though, man. I love dudes' reactions. But I be telling people, man, once a dude married, it's different. He ain't trying to hear nothing you saying. These dudes be serious about their wives, man. Yes, sir. Yes. But was it good, though? Let me just ask that. Was it good? Uh, you. I'm Come on, not. Well, last time you asked, were you a genius? 
So again, and, and I am, it was good. but you, you're not gonna give me that. And I understand. No, it was it. good. You're king of pranks, Tommy. You are king of okay. pranks. Okay, was this one good? That's all yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, it was, it was better you. than good. Yeah. Every Thank day. Every day. Yeah. 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 The yeah. Constant see, need. Yes. For adulation. Yes, I want. Well, yes, you need therapy, dog. <laughs> no, I don't. Some you was missing growing up. What no, I'm fine. Everything is fine. I, I get what I want. Day? I ask for what I want, and I get it. What? Every day? Was it good, hmm. though? Am I good? Am I the best? What? What? Am I a genius? Am I, no, that I surprised had to stop that. That was that too, was too yeah. far. Yeah. Now, am I a genius? I was. I put my foot down on that. Yeah. Because if you never heard nobody say you was a genius. Go ahead. So, am I not a genius to you all? No. No. Tell me. I didn't ask you, Jen. I didn't ask you. I'm just going to tell you. Fairly called. Yo, stupid ass. Hell no. (laughs) But you know what, Tommy? You're like the people that was at the Donald Trump rallies. Donald J. Trump is a genius, and the J is for genius. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I meant that. Genius. 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 Hey, Tommy, let me ask you a question. Maybe maybe we need to work bad this, ladies. Maybe this was. Sure. Okay. What is your definition of a genius? I am so far above average than most of the majority of the world. I mean, I'm I'm smart. I think from the left side of the brain. A lot of people don't even know no, the one side. That ain't right there. You, you, wait, 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 wait. You're just thinking wrong. What, what, what was that, Carla? What was that? What, uh, what was Is this your brain? explanation of you being that's a, a That's her almost vomiting. And how he's saying it, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. he's all, you know, yeah, you you all sexy, sexy with it. it or something. Well, you take the intelligent tone off of these dumbass remarks. <laughs> <laughs> If you knew anything about the brain, the left side is what people use for reasoning, and the right side is for creativity. If you knew anything, yeah. my yeah. creativity is on the left side. You have nothing. You, you know. Well, look at well, the you had we're... 60 seconds to describe genius, and you fail. So, well, what you want us to do? My strawberry letter is up next. Subject: I have become friendly with his wife. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, I have become friendly with his wife. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 27-year-old single female, and I just moved to my own place and started a new job. I like my job, and I have a few associates that I hang out with after work. There's one guy that I am the closest with. He's 47 and married, but unhappy at home. We created a bond, and we could tell each other anything without judgment. The first time we made love, he made me feel like a princess. Right after we started seeing each other, I met his wife at the office. She asked me where I got my hair braided, and I told her that my cousin did it. I arranged for my cousin to braid her hair at my place. The wife came over on a Friday evening with a bottle of wine, and we sat and talked for five hours while she got her hair braided. It felt awkward at first, but she she's really cool and easy to talk to. She's 33 and said sometimes she regrets marrying an older man. We were vibing and enjoying the wine, all while some of her husband's clothes, shoes, and toiletries were at my house. 
She didn't suspect a thing. Her husband texted me a few times to make sure everything was going okay while she was at my place. The following week, she invited my cousin and I to meet her out for a drink. She was flirting with men, and she left us early to meet up with a male friend. I texted her hubby, my boyfriend, to tell him she might be cheating on him. He told me that he doesn't want us hanging out anymore. I've been avoiding her since then, but she won't stop calling and texting me. I think that she and I are friendly enough for me to tell her the truth about what's going on. I would want to know if I was married. Should I be honest with her or not? Okay, really? Girl. <laughs> Come on. You're, you're kidding me right now, right? Uh, I, I mean, I got to ask you, all of a sudden you get morals and a conscience. You know, you want to be open and honest uh, because you certainly didn't have them when you decided to sleep with her husband slash co-worker, uh, your co-worker. You fell for the tired, uh, cheating husband line or I'm not happy at home. You, you, you fell for that. Uh, and now after deceitfully befriending his wife, you want to tell her that you and her man are having sex? Okay, how is this sounding to you? Because as you say, you and wifey are friendly enough now. You know, you had a bottle of wine with her. Uh, no, and just because you drank a bottle of wine with her doesn't mean that she will, she will not whip your, whip your behind about her man, okay? You are being messy and, and petty, just beyond messy and petty. Uh, you're, you're hurtful and delusional right now. Uh, no good, and, and what good can come of this if you run your mouth to her? No, leave these people alone before you destroy their family, okay? And, and we're not buying your line about you would wanna know if it was you, if you were, come on, stop it. You sound really silly, you really do. And, and this is Women's History Month. I just wanna let you know that, and, and we're not having that, okay? We are not having it, all right? <laughs> Steve? Wow. <sighs> this letter, it just took so many sharp turns. I know. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't one. even figure out how we went from what to what. This mm -hmm. woman <laughs> is 27 years old. Obviously don't know nothing about life or marriage. Nothing. You, nothing you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so you meet this, I have a job, and you got some associates you hang out with. There's one guy that I'm closest with. Okay, we're going along with it. He's 47 and married, but unhappy at home. Of course he is. Okay. We created a bond, and we could tell each other anything without judgment. Okay, y'all just hanging out. The first time we made love, what? <laughs> exactly. What, exactly. Where that come from? What? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Y'all was just her. talking, and he was unhappy at the house, and y'all was sharing stuff with with each other right. without judgment and y'all was just associates and it happened first time we made love what bam in your face <laughs> that's a hell of a jump lady you just you don't even know how to write letters <laughs> you just anyway first time we made love he made me feel like a princess right after we started seeing each other i met his wife at the office and then she asked you about how you got your hair braided and your wife came over with a bottle of wine. You got your cousin come over with braided and it felt awkward at first, but she's really cool and easy to talk to. Oh, God. Okay. How much wine was just more than one bottle now? <laughs> then she's 33 and says sometimes she regrets marrying an older man. Mm. 
Oh, mm-hmm. so I guess that made you feel better. Yeah. Then we were vibing and enjoying the wine, and all the while some of her husband's clothes, shoes, and toiletries were at my house. Wait a minute. What? Exactly. <laughs> he got clothes, shoes, and toiletries at your house. Wow. What? What the hell? What's happening? This story just took some big turns in here. She didn't suspect a thing. Her husband texted me a few times to make sure everything was going okay while she was at my place. Right. See if you all haven't killed each other. (laughs) Right. This dude is so damn concerned. Make sure everything okay. What is he saying, though, Steve? Everybody good? (laughs) Hey, when we come back and I finish the letter, I'm going to tell you what he's saying in the text after I do the rest of the letter. All right. All right, we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject, I have become friendly with his wife. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. Subject, I have become friendly with his wife. Hmm, okay. Uh, this 27-year-old woman that got this new job, moved into her own place, and she made some friends with some associates they hang out with after work. And this one guy she close to, he's 47 and married, but he ain't happy at the house. And so, and they bonded, and they started telling each other anything. Anyway, after the first time we made love, what? That's where the letter just took us. We was just talking, passing no judgment. Right. We just all we was doing. We used to go out to drink, and next thing you know, he just we naked, and we we just and he made me feel like a princess. And then right after we started seeing each other, so now right away we seeing each other. This ain't no one time. We it. We an item. And, uh, you know, she asked, you met her wife at the office, asked where you got a hair braid, you told your cousin did it, she invited, you invited, she said, can your husband do my hair? You invited her over to do the hair, she bought a bottle of wine, she's 33 years old, she's easy to talk to, she really cool, y'all got to talking, she admitted that she wished she hadn't married an older man. I guess that made you feel okay with seeing him. We were vibing, enjoying the wine all the while, some of her husband's clothes, shoes, and toiletries was at my house, and she didn't suspect a thing. No, no woman would think that a woman that's seeing her husband would invite her to her house to get her damn hair braided. It ain't like she's stupid. She just, that's nothing. You can't even think that. No. You know, that's like a thief inviting me to the basement and he got all my stolen stuff in there. Yeah, he stole all your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That don't make no sense. All right. Now, she didn't suspect the thing. Her husband texted me a few times to make sure everything was going okay. I'll tell you what that text was about later on while she was at my place. The following week, she invited your cousin and I to meet her out for a drink. She was flirting with me, and she left us early to meet up with a male friend. I text her husband, parentheses, my boyfriend, to tell him she might be cheating on him. You got a lot of nerve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You got yeah. a lot of damn nerve. I mean, your youth and inexperience with life, relationships, marriage, and just how the deal go. You got a lot of nerve 
to text her husband to tell him that your wife might be cheating on you? That That's nerve. He told me he don't want us hanging out no more. Then, here we go. I've been avoiding her since then, but she won't stop calling and texting me. This way the letter. I think she and I are friendly enough for me to tell her the truth about what's going on. What? Are you, are you <laughs> what? stupid? All of a sudden, read, he's got read moral, that again. Yeah, you read that again. Yeah. Say that again. That she and her are friendly enough for me to tell her the truth about what's going on. You think y'all that damn friendly? No, you're not. <laughs> you finna get stabbed. Are you nuts? Have you lost your rabbit ass mind? Yeah. What is really. wrong with you? See, you too young to have an affair because you don't know how it's supposed to go. Hello. <laughs> Affairs yeah. are wrong. We all know that. But right. you are too young to have one because you don't even know how it's supposed to go. You have a delusionary view that somehow you and this woman is so damn friendly because y'all done been and had a drink and a drink wine. She got her hair braided that you finna tell her, I'm screwing your husband and some of his shoes, clothes, and toiletries is at my house. And they was over there when you was over there getting your hair braided. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Man. It's inconceivable. You how, can't how tell this to no is. woman of yeah, no. no race no. and this go good. Right. No. Then no. she says, I want to know, I'd want to know if I was married. Should I be honest with her or not? Wait a minute. Stop. If you would want to know if you was married, let me ask yourself something. You knew she was married to this man when you brought her over to the house. And it was awkward at first. And then y'all got cool. So now your stupid side, your stupid side uh, came up when you invited her to the house, get her hair braided. That's the stupidity in all this. But somehow you think that if you were married, you would want to know. You would want to know what? Like Shirley said, where did you get all these morals from all of a sudden? You didn't have none when you were screwing the man, Mm-mm. keeping his stuff at your house, knowing he got a wife. So I don't, I don't got no advice for you. I don't know what you're going to do. But I tell you what, if you do go over there to tell this woman, can you record it for us and send it to us? Because <laughs> we want to see it. We really want to see it. I really do. Man. Now, real quick, the text was that he sent to her, Hey, everything good? You all right? Mm-hmm. How's it going? <laughs> she she said anything to you? What y'all talking about? Uh-huh. That's what dirty work sound like right there. Yeah. Hey, let me <laughs> let me ask you something. She ain't been in the bedroom in the closet, has she? No. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Where my clothes go in there, and shoes go in there are. and get my toothbrush cuz I think I left it on the cabinet. Put it up under the <laughs> Put it up under there what? Yeah. Plum plunger at. Matter of fact, throw it away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Coming up next, Sports Talk with Junior at 46 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the one and only Junior with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Thank you, Shirley. Uh, well, a little NBA news. In the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks fired head coach Lloyd Pierce. Assistant head coach Nate McMillan will serve as the team interim coach. Now, a lot of coaches okay. around the league are not happy about the firing, but some players from the Hawks are in favor of bringing in a new coach. You know, the, the Hawks are 15 and 20. So, you know. Yeah, but Nate, Nate good for that, though. That's, that's not bad. Yeah, though. Nate McMillan is a, is a good head coach. He got head coach experience. So, you know, it's not, a, it's, not, it's not a bad move. Just the fact that Lloyd Pierce was a young coach. He's, you know, young black coach in the NBA. And it's mm-hmm. his second season. So, you know, like, well, you know, all the time, others, other teams, you know, they were, hey, he can get more than two years. Can he get more than two years? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, wow. so that's what oh, they're upset okay. about that. Yeah. So, uh, also, uh, in the NFL, this going to hurt Tommy. This going to hurt, though. In the NFL, former Houston, Texas Mm, defensive player J.J. Watt Mm, has ended his free agency questions after he posted a picture of himself working out. Lifting weights, yeah. In um, in an Arizona Cardinals shirt. Mm -hmm. I saw it. What are you crying for, Junior? What what is this? Because we ain't got nobody. What are you crying for? Because he know what you obviously don't know. We ain't got nobody. Y'all ain't got nobody. JJ Watt signed a two-year, thirty-one million dollar deal. You ain't got nobody. With twenty-three million guaranteed. Yeah, come cry, Junior. Let it out. Come on. (laughs) You know what the next step is? What? Deshaun Watson gonna be back? Yep. Y'all finna be Cleveland. And this hurt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What? what? I don't want to be Cleveland. (laughs) <laughs> oh, too late now. You don't want to what? Don't I don't want to be clean. cleaning. Yeah, hanging that, Junior. It's all right, Junior. So, See, hey, hey Junior. Junior. Yeah. Note, notice how the genius ain't smart enough to figure out why you crying. He don't even have a clue. Yeah. Also, it's, just let you know, tell me about right your at... team. Let me just tell me this about his team. Uh, uh-huh. We also released two cornerbacks yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> What? Y'all released two quarter cornerbacks yesterday. We time. just released two cornerbacks yesterday. And then we signed we signed David Johnson again. <laughs> Who we traded for really Arizona. Who the hell is David Johnson? Who is that? Yeah, we signed him you again. need to learn your, that's why you ain't got nobody, because you signed and people don't nobody know. That's so great. <laughs> This is who we got for DeAndre Hopkins. We signed him again. <laughs> He's a wide receiver. You a running back, right. fool. <laughs> Get your you team right. You don't even know. Hey, hey, genius. You don't know a damn thing. Oh, my God. Oh, All right, Junior, we got to go. Thank you so much. Coming up at the top of the hour. <laughs> more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's office topic, uh, here's a question. Have you ever been told, just be yourself? Just be yourself, and you'll be fine, and it ended up being horrible advice for you. Maybe it was on a first date. Maybe you were told to be yourself on your first day of a new job. So, Steve, I got to ask you, are there situations that you should avoid just being yourself when you were comfortable enough to just be yourself in your relationship? Or when were you comfortable enough to be uh, just being in your relationship? Those are two different questions. My first uh, first gig on the radio in L.A. with Mm -hmm. you, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude that gave me the job said, man, just be yourself. Three days later, they hired Shirley. It was going to work out. They said, we would had enough of his ass in here being himself. We need to get a radio person in here to control some of this. We need oh, some, Shirley, get in there and well, you provide. Bad, yeah, do a time, dog. I didn't do time check. Yeah. I'd never yeah. announce what station you listening to. If you hear my voice... <laughs> Ain't you listening to the station? <laughs> you know what what does I got to come in and say this for? <laughs> oh, you have to say the call letters to let them know, boy, how's you hearing me say the call letters if your station ain't on this one? <laughs> <laughs> to it was perfectly logical to you, but it just then wasn't radio time checks. And then, yeah. and then, and then, and then in LA, the traffic, I didn't understand that. It's rush yeah. hour, the 405. It's packed every, <laughs> every damn day. Every day. This time, at Two this days time. Is, hey, we have to go to a commercial at 18 after. But I'm talking, though. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> they put Shirley Strawberry on the radio. And when I first met Shirley, I thought she was attractive, but I didn't care for her. Because <laughs> yeah, I you said, didn't like me. you know, I went, why you didn't she like me? Trying to tell me what to do. Yeah, he didn't like me because he had nothing to do with my hiring. They, they, it's exactly true what he's saying. No, they, <laughs> they just put her in. in there. They ain't asked me nothing. I looked at her. You they know, asked said, me, well, yeah, for a while to come in to listen to the show to listen. So he to actually you. had no control over yeah. you, Shirley. <laughs> yeah. so. Let's let's now let's just call it what it is, Shirley. He had no control over you. You were hired by somebody else. He had nothing to do with your hiring. No. None at all. And no. Then you come in there, Shirley, Great. doing time Love shifts. it. Love it. Shirley. I had, to do, I had to do radio. Checks. This was and a I'm radio show. Going, I saw, I'm I said, like, uh, what are you doing? So I said, baby girl, baby girl, stop saying all that. I'm talking. <laughs> she said, we have to go to break. We ain't oh, going God. to break right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing That's something. You are. And you know no. what? The sad part is, not much has changed. <laughs> not much and has changed. And here we are, 20, well, 20, now, 20 well, years later. Well, now, I do later. go to breaks on time now, because I <laughs> yeah. understood what sponsorships meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't get it. You're still disobedient, though. You, still, you fought it. Woo, you fought it. You yeah, fought you it. You're still fighting it. it. You, yeah. You still want to. So yeah. uh, you just say, what I'm What was talking. another job, though, Steve, where they <laughs> asked you to be just be yourself? Mm, I really, um. You know, I lied to get all my other jobs <laughs> before I got in the show business. If I'd have told the truth, I'd have never got hired. I couldn't be myself. Y'all wouldn't hire me. <laughs> I got criminal record. I got criminal background. I've been to court I don't know how many times. I'm on probation. Yeah. What? Well, ain't nobody finna hire me. So, <laughs> so I lied. Lie. I lied on all my applications. Mm. Mm. I tried to get a job one time at a jewelry store. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the question was, what kind of jewelry store, though? What are we talking about? At, at like a, a jewelry store in a mall. Oh, up like at a K South Jewelers Gate. or something? Yeah, something like it was a little, little jewelry yeah. store. I just saw some watches I like. Now I'm going to go in here and try to work here. And uh, the guy was sitting at the interview. He said, Have you ever stole anything before? I said, Like what? <laughs> like no, what? The answer right should have been no. Yeah. yeah, but I went, you know, have you ever stolen anything? Like, like what? Like, you talk potato chips or something like that. I'm going to admit to that. Uh-huh. But they're like, have I stole jewelry? No, not yet. That, that's what <laughs> I'm trying to stay. So I would just went with the no, like uh-huh. what? He said anything. He said, oh, when I was little, I used to steal potato chips and stuff. Oh, okay. Man. Did you get the job? 
Hell no. He said, well, thank you for coming in. <laughs> All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has announced, get this, guys, that he's lifting all coronavirus restrictions. You heard me right. Mm. He's lifting all coronavirus restrictions. Abbott said yesterday that it is now time to open Texas 100%. But the thing is that COVID has not just suddenly disappeared and gone away. But he's just doing this to deflect from the uh, crisis. He's electricity just saying crisis. this. No, yeah. it's a deflection. Yeah. That's all it is. He wants because of the winter storm. I agree with you, Carla, 100%. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. Let me give him yeah, something. Yeah, he's, he's saying the yes, state mandates are no longer True. needed. All businesses will be allowed to operate 100% capacity, and the mask mandate will be lifted entirely. Uh, county judges can issue local orders if um, hospitalization rates exceed 15% hospital bed capacity for seven days. What? People are going to die. What? Yes. Foolish. Yeah. We're just now trying to get a grip on it with the vaccinations and, you know, and all this. And now you're going to ruin the progress we've made? Teachers haven't all been vaccinated yet. Yeah. Our teachers. Just, this is insane. Keep making this. How are you smarter than the scientists? How are you smarter than we the We have. CDC? In this country, some Mm -hmm. of the dumbest elected officials of any nation that have the freedoms and the ability to make decisions about people's lives without even using scientific fact. It's ridiculous. Yeah, people that they're supposed to be serving. All right, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, time for a quick round of Ask the CLO with the Chief Love Officer, you, Mr. Harvey. This one is from Special K in D.C. I'm 37 with four beautiful daughters. I'm seeing a lady that has four children. She's a great mom, and she loves my daughters like they're her own daughters. The problem is that she wants another baby. She will be 38 in two months. I'm not sure why she wants a baby now, but I don't want or need another kid. I could lie and say that I have a medical condition and can't have children now, or I could break up with her. What's a brother to do? I think Mm. y'all can Mm. talk this one out. Eight kids. You ever seen the TV show Eight is Enough? Ooh, I think Lord. we're there. All right, here we go. Jean and Charlotte, I've married a woman and her son has finished college. Oh, I, I, let me start that over. Jean and Charlotte says, I'm a married woman and our son has finished college and moved back in with us. He's an introvert and is home all day, every day, unless he's at work. He's cramping our style and making life miserable. My husband and I had basically become <laughs> two old nudists walking around the house. Now I have to wear clothes around the house. Even our sex life is weird because I'm normally very loud, but I'm more of a whimperer now. Our son is 23 and we love him, but how can we encourage him to move out for good? The encouragement is get out. Just like that? (laughs) All mine gone. Winton 23, he can't stay here. You can't stay here because you, you know, but none of my kids introverts. The reason they can't stay here is because they stay out. And Mm -hmm. all this coming in late and all this here, I need a key. No, hell no. Coming over with friends and stuff? No, uh uh-uh. No, hell no. You got to get, he got to go. He's 23, he working. Get an apartment. You got 90 days, save your money. Matter of fact, here, here go the first month's rent and last month. Bye. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Let him take his introverted, quiet ass somewhere in his own apartment. <laughs> so they can walk around the house Man, naked please. and free. <laughs> please. All right. Uh, moving on. Shelly in the Bronx says, I'm a 29-year-old female, and I ran into my college algebra professor at a cigar bar last weekend. He cut right to the chase and started flirting with me. I told him that I've always had a crush on him. A few hours later, we went into the bathroom and locked the door. He tried to pick me up, and I fell and landed on his ankle. I had to get some men to help him get to his car, to help get him to his car, and he was very embarrassed. He's not returning my calls, and I was just trying to make sure he's all right. Should I let it go? <laughs> well, now, we got a problem here. Yeah. He tried to pick you up. You <laughs> fell on his angle. See? I knew it. I knew now, it. Now, <laughs> see, two things happened. What, Steve? I'm going to go with this one here. Uh-huh. Professor old ass yeah. probably should have never tried to pick you up. That's a good way to go. Because he ain't <laughs> had his strength for it. Now, he <laughs> done picked you up. He done had his strength for what he saw. <laughs> you know, he bit off more than he could chew. <laughs> Coming up, our last break of the day, and we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, guys. Our last break of the day. It's been a good day, a good hump day, good Wednesday, huh? I was going to say, yeah. hopefully the stimulus checks get passed, the packages get passed. Yeah, it's a, in, at the Senate now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to pass, but like in my closing remarks, you know, let me say this. You okay. know, um, I've, I've really been watching this thing and i just want to say something to people who have good sense you know the stimulus package they tied in the package as a part of relief to include 15 dollars minimum wage to this day i haven't heard anyone give me a good reason as to why it's not a good idea to allow the common man to make at minimum 15 dollars an hour Oh, I know why they're not saying that it, why it's not a good idea. See, rich people' objective is to stay rich and get richer. If they are forced to pay you $15 an hour minimum, it cuts into their profit. That's fast food restaurants. That's grocery stores. That's giant retail places. That's gas stations. That's every outlet, 7-Eleven, Quick Trip, all of it, truck stops. I'm talking all the way down to school job offices, lunchroom ladies, everything. It would cause every single business to cut into their profit. Now, the part they're not telling you is they would get that money back in taxes because it would also increase the taxes. But the Republicans can't allow that to happen because they got to keep selling you the lie year after year that they're trying to raise your taxes. This is a cold trick that they run it. This government. This country that we keep saying, this is not who we are. 
but it's a large percentage of this country who is exactly that. And now we get into this part of this COVID thing where this vaccine is now out. And now guess what? These governors are talking about they're going to stop these mandatory mandates of masks. Listeners of the Steve Harvey Morning Show, use your common sense and your better judgment. Don't let nobody talk you into being stupid just because they are. Just because a person is an elected official What has made them all of a sudden the go-to? What has made them the most sensible person? I am stunned at the leadership in this country. I am stunned, first of all, at the ignorance that I see coming from leadership. I am stunned at the hypocrisy that comes from the leadership of this country. And I am stunned at the cowardice. I've never seen the Republican Party, and I'm talking directly to Republicans right now. If you are sitting up in here and you won't hold Donald Trump accountable for nothing he's done, you've turned a blind eye to the porno stars, the Playboy bunnies, the sexual allegations that he has the best lawyers in the world and he keeps jumping through them hoops. Cuomo get accused of something, he gots to go. Uh, the, the, uh, every politician that gets accused, everybody gots to go except Donald Trump. The cowardice of this party, man, is shameful to me. And then he went to CPAC and sat up there and called out each one of the people in the House and the Senate that voted to impeach him said their name at CPAC, blasted them out. It was written in the teleprompter. He read all these people's names to publicly be, publicly, publicly just brandish these people. Make them like if you these are the people who are against me. And you know why he did that? To throw fear into the other ones who might try to jump ship. And Donald Trump has come up with the master game of all master games. I'm going to pretend like I could run again in 2024 to keep my hand and my thumb on the neck of the GOP party. Are y'all kidding me? And so now all of you who have had the ambition of being president of the United States today, you just you're going to forego that. Because you're going to let this dude possibly run again. But let me tell you something. He won't win again. He won't win again. And I'm going to tell you why he won't win again. Because we locked and loaded now. We done figured it out. We are a part of the solution. We are a viable voting block. And through all your voter oppression and everything that you will come up with over the next three years, we're going to be prepared for it. And we're going to vote, and we're going to vote and vote, and we're going to register more voters. And we're going to get these people who didn't vote, we're going to get them to the polls. And we're going to turn him back in 2024. And if you try to run against him, you're going to be a coward and you're going to be scared. Trust in your God, trust in your gut, and do the right thing. Y'all stay safe out here. Wear these masks, wash your hands. This thing ain't over. This thing ain't over, y'all. Y'all be careful. See y'all tomorrow.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 